The Holy Gospel according to Mark, the twelfth chapter. As Jesus taught, he said, Beware of the scribes who like to walk around in long robes and to be greeted with respect in the marketplaces and to have the best seats in the synagogue and places of honor at banquets. They devour widows' houses and for the sake of appearances say long prayers. They will receive the greater condemnation. He sat down opposite the treasury and watched the crowd putting money into the treasury. Many rich people put in large sums. A poor widow came and put in two small copper coins, which are worth a penny. Then he called his disciples and said to them, Truly I tell you, this poor widow has put in more than all those who are contributing to the treasury, for out of all of them have contributed out of their abundance. But she, out of her poverty, has put in everything she had, all she had to live on. This is the gospel of our Lord. Please be seated. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, you appeared once for all at the end of the age to remove sin. Sin by a sacrifice, not repeated weekly, not of blood that is not yours, but by your very own blood, your very own body. You gave yourself for us. You give yourself to us again here in the word you've given By the power of your spirit, may it bless us and nourish us. May it stir our hearts to be about your service, your work, and your will for all creation. We ask this in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Notice how this lesson in Mark begins. Jesus is warning a crowd and the disciples about the pitfalls of hypocrisy, greed, and the falsehood that comes with our assumptions of status. Jesus' primary concern in his teaching is about pointing out that this widow's offering and how it teaches those around us, how it teaches us about the manner in which we are to conduct ourselves whether we be alone, whether we be in a crowd, wherever we are. Let's step back and talk about widows in the New Testament time for a minute. When a spouse dies in today's world, all the property that the couple shared together automatically goes to the spouse, the wife, the husband, the next of kin, In this manner, the spouse is cared for and able to retain some stability throughout the course of life. But in antiquity, in this time, inheritance was automatically passed down to the eldest son. With the average life expectancy around 40, and husbands taking wives around the age of 14 or 16, it's no wonder then, that many wives became widows within the first ten years of their marriage. And because of society being the way it was, women being unable to own property, a widow was unable to inherit the property that her husband and she had shared in their marriage together. 
and she was then forced to rely on the provision that was passed on to her eldest son. In one event, a daughter could gain the inheritance. If there were no sons, there were no children, just only females, upon the parent's death, the daughter could take possession of the estate under one condition, that condition being that she then had to either marry a male cousin or a male uncle from the father's side of the family so that the property all stayed within one track of inheritance. Notice, notice, if you will, that this puts a widow in a very, very tough situation. With no family, no one to turn to, a widow without children, without relatives, becomes essentially a beggar, someone forced to rely solely on the good graces of the community, of the church, of those around them. And there's a reason throughout Scripture in our Psalms today and other places in Exodus when Moses hands down the law and later in the book of James, in the book of 1 Timothy, that God looks favorably upon the widows and the orphaned. The treasury, the collection box at the temple where people came and made their yearly offerings. That treasury was used to keep the temple up and running, yes, of course, but ultimately those contributions were meant to be dispersed between who? The widows, the orphaned, the poor. And here this widow, who comes in the midst of Jesus as he sits and relaxes outside of the temple treasury, quietly, humbly, comes into the temple, places her offering, her service to God, to the society around her, into the collection box. She gives to the temple, whom Jesus has just criticized, knowing that the rulers, the scribes, the leaders of this temple will profit from her gift, who are the same people who out of greed, who out of a lust for power, have devoured the very homes of widows just like her. We don't know how, we don't know why, we don't know what that really means other than that these scribes, these leaders are using their position to take advantage of the powerless. Yet still she gives. Yet still she gives. The poor in this time were not required by the Levitical Code to make that yearly offering. They weren't required to make a tithe, they weren't required to make many of the usual sacrifices because they couldn't afford it. And God handing down the law to Moses understood that. These people are supposed to be cared for. Yet still she gives. Why, out of obligation, does she feel some sense of pride? Does she want to remain what integrity she has left? At the very least, what we can say is that she gave out of hope. Hope that her offering would do something, would be something as a service in the name of God. When we give to the offering plate of our time, of our service, visiting the sick, collecting food, 
for the hungry. We give in that same hope, the same hope that God, who has made each of us heirs, inheritors of a promise, the promise of Jesus' death and resurrection, we give in the hope that these things will be used to further care for people. Here, once again, Jesus lifts up a servant, not someone who gave every last penny that they had to the church, but someone who gave out of hope. Servants don't serve others for their own gain, for their own elevation, for their own status. Servants give out of who and what they are because it's a gift, a gift entrusted to us by God. Servants give in hope, hope that the God who has equipped us with these gifts, with these talents, with these strengths, these resources with the time that we have to share with one another we give in a hope that the god who lifts up the lowly and raises up the dead from their graves will bring an end to poverty an end to exploitation an end to the evils that leaders and yes sometimes even the church perpetrate against one another jesus states that this widow gave everything that she had The NRSV, the reading we use this morning, says everything she had to live on. Other translations says her entire living. At the end of the day, that is what this widow gave away. Not just the last of her change in the bottom of her pocketbook, but her very life. She has nothing to go buy a loaf of bread on. She gave not just of what she had, but everything that she was. Like the mother and her son in First Kings, gathering sticks for the fire that will cook their last meal. Only to then be given away as a service to Elijah. These widows have no family to provide for them. Otherwise, they wouldn't be recognized In that community as poor, the scribes are described as thieves who devour the homes of widows. She can't rely on them for any help. They've been of no help to her at that point. Surely aware of all this, the widow continues to serve God in the best way that she can. Faithfully, hopefully giving away her living, her very life, in service to God and to the others in need. Throughout our lives of service, facing the constantly growing need of our brothers and sisters, our neighbors, can be overwhelming. Need for food, for clothing, for shelter, for refuge from violent governments, from warring nations, from flood, the need of health care. All of these things cause us to look at the world and to look at what we have to offer causes us to sigh sometimes in disappointment. What can I do with these few things? With what little time I have to make a difference? Look to this widow who gave not out of abundance, but out of very ability to give. She's proof from our scriptures that God lifts the seemingly small and significant pieces of this world to give life in fullness to creation. 
This widow is a testament to our need to look to God who promises to wipe out the evil of this world and invites us to give of ourselves in whatever way we can to help those in need. Look to our God who gave to us out of everything that he is. Our freedom from sin and death could have been made effective by the snap of a finger, by a word from on high. Our salvation could have been won very, very easily. But instead, our God chooses to give not out of that abundance of power, but out of everything that he is, giving of himself in Jesus Christ through death. Death on a cross, death of shame, a death of seeming hopelessness that we too may live, that we too may give and serve one another in hope. Thanks be to God, we have been given a portion of that love in Jesus Christ by the power of the Holy Spirit. And thanks be to Jesus Christ, who was offered to bear the sins of all people as a sacrifice once and for all, who will come again to save the living and the dead, those who eagerly await for him. Amen.